Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabir. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, NFL, (laughs) Beach, F1, football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Welcome back to another episode. We are still covering Qatar 2022. And obviously, t- this week we are covering the European teams. Um, I'm joined by Linus Wahome, a.k.a. Linus Wahomes, a.k.a. Mr. King, a.k.a. Mr. Kingori, a.k.a. my Australian brother. How are you, Linus? I'm good, or I was good until 15 minutes ago. But <laughs> we got that. We'll, we'll get to that as we go on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, um, the England squad just dropped. Um, so you guys make sure you listen to the entire episode. Um, we're going to speak about these um, European teams from Group A, Group B, Group C, and Group D. The first team we're going to speak of, obviously, the Netherlands. Um, the Netherlands, obviously, these are 2010 finalists. Obviously, they got to the to the final in South Africa. Um, these guys are veterans of the World Cup. Obviously, they had that um, Spain thrashing in 2014. We all remember that 5-1 crazy defeat to Spain, um, where basically. Robin Van Persie and Daily Blind were tearing it up, and my United fans thought that they would tear it up in the Premier League. Ha 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 ha! That didn't happen. Louis Van Hal is at the helm um, back again after I think maybe four five years away from the from coaching um, the the Netherlands team. Um, I'm going to speak about the Netherlands today. Now, the Netherlands are, are an interesting team. Obviously, they missed the World Cup in 2018, which was uh, which was basically a, a bummer for the entire country. Um, obviously, now they had to make sure that they that they get back um, to the to the to the to the World Cup. Uh, and obviously, this is a different squad um, from um, the squad that they had. <clears throat> In 2014, um, although there's there's still some players who are still playing, like Daily Blind, I just mentioned, is still playing. Um, I think he's he's about to get to 100 caps for net for the Netherlands, which is interesting not only for him but also for his father, Danny Blind. We all know basically how how patriotic those guys are. Um, Daily Blind has 94 inter- 94 caps for the Netherlands, scoring two goals. He's that's two years of age. Um, he's a very good player, and obviously he has that experience um, to bring to this Netherlands side. Obviously, we have players like Memphis. Depay who should be in there. Um, but Linus, just an overlook of this entire Netherlands team. Obviously, it's not a bad team because there are players here you can mention. Obviously, Tyrell Malasse is in Man United now. Hopefully, he gets a he gets a call-up. Um, Yuri and Timba, these are players that we're excited about. Um, but there's also a little bit of an of experience in here with with obviously Frankie De Jong, who has that experience, obviously playing at a big at a big stage, almost 50 caps for the Netherlands. Davy Klassen, these are players with experience. Um, speaking about Luke De Jong as well the striker obviously um what, what are you seeing of this netherlands squad do you like the netherlands do you think they're they are going to be a serious contender this year they had a good euros do you like the netherlands um yes and no because well we have to start with the man uh, louis van hal who uh, has had mixed results with them before mm-hmm. and look say what you will about how he performed at teams the one thing you know about uh, van hal side is there's a clear vision. There's no, you know, you know what they want, uh, what they're trying to do when you see them play on the pitch. So, I expect to see that of these Netherlands sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like you said, uh, look, they've never won the World Cup. 
They have Never. won European Championship, uh, mm-hmm. three runners-up places. And when you think back to their squad back in the 90s, right? Because they had a golden, um, a golden um, generation back in the 90s. Right? You mm-hmm. had players coming in, players coming out. You had, you know, Hulit, uh at the mm-hmm. 90. At the, 1990, at the 1990 World Cup, you know, with Ricard, Koeman, Van Basten was only 25 then. When you come to the mm-hmm. 94 World Cup, you know, with uh, Van der Sar, the, the Boa Twins, uh, Mark Obermaas, then Sparkamp was just passing onto the scene. Then 98, uh, Koku, Clarence Sedov, who had just uh, won his third Champions League uh, trophy, I think, with uh, Real Madrid, uh, Edgar mm-hmm. Davis. And so they've had talent at each uh, at each of these some um, competitions but mm-hmm. didn't really achieve much with it so it's one thing to have talent right but it's another thing yeah. to know how to make the best of this talent so i'm thinking one hal has to do a bit more because he knows he has a good chance right now and like you mentioned they do have quite young players quite young setting players and some older players, you know, their captain is Budget Van Dyke, who you're thinking is only 21 years old. You should expect to see him probably play one more World Cup after this. Uh, you've talking about um, Urien Timber, a 21 year old centre back who can't play on the right. But I think uh, some uh, three or four players to look at will be, well, Denzel Dumfries, who is a right back. Well, at least on the team sheet it says right back, but he's one of those players we'll see make those marauding runs from the right into the box mm-hmm. and i believe uh a player who will also see play the same uh in the same side will be jeremy frimpong where mm-hmm. i'm actually i'm pretty sure will be called up because he'll have to uh, act as cover as um as cover for dumfries you know because they do these right backs do actually play quite explosively they want to get high up in the high up the pitch they don't do much defensively, but that's okay because what their contribution, what, what their contribution on the other end. Um, we also can't fail to mention Cody Gakpo, mm-hmm. exciting talent. Uh, yeah, I think he's been Man United a- bound Cody Gakpo. No, he's not. No, I mean no. He was linked with Man United uh, <laughs> before you bought Anthony. But yeah, another good player who I expect to see a lot of him, a lot of how he plays. He's quite tricky. He's quite fast. He's quite big and that might actually give you the impression that he's not um what do they say he's not quite um deaf to this touch but he is yeah good passer good vision so yeah um look they whatever they've got they've got they've got quite an exciting squad yeah probably maybe a squad to look at at the next tournament maybe this one may be too much of an ask to expect uh, a lot from them but in the next tournament, clearly there will be contenders. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you're thinking in the next tournament, a player like Memphis Depay will be 32 years old. So that's not, that's not too bad. But like for me, Memphis Depay just stands out for me. Like he is, he is like the Netherlands always goes or, or doesn't go uh, depending on his form. Um, he of the current players that maybe we're hoping to to get called up. He has the most goals of the current players that we are hoping to get called up. Obviously, more than Luke De Jong, which is crazy um, to think of. Um, but obviously, Memphis Depay has had a ton more caps. Um, Forty-two goals for 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 the Netherlands. Obviously, in his in his in his eighty-one caps um, for the country. But you're thinking 
is is there a chance that the Netherlands actually perform without Memphis Depay? Is 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 it possible that that happens? Yeah, they could. I mean, I know he's quite important in how they try to set up and how they try to play. Mm-hmm. I could see, you know, um, I've seen Vincent Janssen get a recent call-ups uh, to play up front. Um, Steven Bergwijn plays as a second striker because they line up in this 4-2-1-2. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a two-striker system. You could see a player like Noah Lang if he does the, get the call-up. Daniel mm-hmm. uh, Malian, though more of a wide player than he is, he is to um, lead a central line. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could see them have a good World Cup even. Actually, Javi Simons for PSV plays up top, so he could play that um, false nine-ish type of way where he yeah. drops inside, you know, and switch positions with um, Kodigako, which is something I expect to see from these Netherlands sides where that attacking line, you'll see a lot of um, rotation, you know, um, you actually so you're saying creativity you want to see a lot of creativity in that attacking yeah, line yeah a lot of a lot of you know position switching positional play yeah. you know that yeah. clockwork orange type of play that they were once famous for i expect to see that from them so a really exciting set to watch there'll be a good side to watch on the pitch not not only just with the results but actually the play yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I agree. They, they, they were, they were, they were really exciting in the Euros. Um, we really thought that they, they would make a run, uh, but that obviously that run ended prematurely. Um, but there's a concern for them. Um, obviously a player that is very important to them, obviously a vice captain, Gigi Wanaldam is injured. Um, we don't know if he'll be healthy enough to actually make the trip to Qatar, um, or not. Um, obviously. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a problem with him. Obviously, at Liverpool, we went to Liverpool, um, was slated to go to Barcelona. That didn't happen. Went to PSG, stayed there for like maybe a year, maybe a year and some months. And then obviously now he's a trauma. Um, he's now out injured. Basically, how, how big of a miss can be can Wijnaldum be for the Netherlands if he doesn't play? We know he usually channels with the goals as well. 26 goals for the Netherlands in his 86 caps. And he is very important for their creativity. How big of a miss will he be if he's not ready to go yeah so like you said uh he's the vice captain so they'll miss such element of leadership in the midfield um also he does contribute uh, to the goal so maybe a goal or two from him that could um alter the outcome of the world cup mm-hmm. might actually have a significant difference but i believe they have enough cover enough talent enough players who would like to step up and prove that indeed they're ready to represent the national team at this level yeah, yeah. I have a question for you, Pascal Struik. We love him, man. He's a Leeds United player. He's very good. Um, he's very young. He's 23 years old. He 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 doesn't have a cap yet for for the Netherlands, but he has been called up before. Um, are you expecting Pascal Struik to actually make it to the team? I think that would be difficult when you think of the centre back options that are ahead of him. You're talking about Van Dijk, Stefan de Vrij, Mathis de Ligt, who's only 23 years old. Um, you'd think maybe Nathan Ake is ahead of him um, in in the call-up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't actually think so because okay, yeah, they do play with three centre backs, so probably an area that will like a lot of um, cover. But then you're thinking of like you mentioned, uh, Julian Timber can play either on the right or in one of those centre back places. You have Nathan Ake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devin Ranch, another player, can play the right uh, mm-hmm. or centrally. So I think 
it makes more sense to pick a player who can play in more than one position for the side so you have more cover with um less with lesser players and yeah. Pascal Stoich and the same case for Sven Botman who's at Newcastle yeah good players right but i think maybe i should wait for maybe the next coming euro or the next world cup you know after yeah. daily blinds have retired probably yeah agreed agreed but i i obviously i wanted to ask you regarding Sven Botman obviously it was a big move to Newcastle United in the summer um Newcastle United needed a defender especially a center back that was obviously a big problem for them last season in the premier league um i think they considered the most goals in the premier league last year and obviously Eddie Howe has done a great job. Newcastle are flying now, and obviously they're, they're basically looking to get better and better and better with the new ownership, with the new regime. But is Sven Botman actually ahead of Pascal Struik? Do you think? Um, because Botman is 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 a year younger. Um, he was born in 2000. He's 23 years old, and Struik is 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 23. Is do you think do you think Botman is is a little is slightly better? Yeah, he might be better. Yeah, because he's left-footed, so I don't know. I don't know if Stroik is also left-footed. I couldn't tell, but I know because he's left-footed. If you're thinking, if um, they miss one of their left-sided centre backs, then you know Botman would actually be replacement. So I'm yeah, actually yes. thinking, <clears throat> yeah. Go, yeah. Stroik is left-footed as well. Oh, so well then. I think it's a matter of whom um, the coach likes best. I, I actually couldn't tell. I couldn't actually uh, separate the two, but you're thinking, of course, because Nathan Ake is also left-sided centre back, mm-hmm. so it has to be Nathan Ake at, at the front. Then, uh, Strick, Botman. I'd say Strick because he's well. He has played. No, you say Botman. Don't take it back. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would pick Botman, right? But you know, I'm not the one who's in charge here. So yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I like Botman better. Yeah, so basically you're saying Newcastle United is a better team than, than Leeds United. Okay, so we, we, we have that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the yeah. table speaks for itself, so, you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's a vibe. Obviously, you'll have the Midlands. Um, obviously, the next team we're going to speak of, obviously, England. Um, the, the score just came out a few minutes ago. It's now like maybe 20, 25 minutes ago. Um, Linus obviously has a lot to say about this English side. Gareth Southgate, man, I, for me, is, 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 is a genius. I, I like, I, 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 for me, if I were manager, it would be very, very tough to actually pick out a squad to not only go for like maybe the qualifiers or like maybe the Nations League. Or, or just like to pick someone to to pick a team to play in the Euros or in the World Cup in this case, but um, Gareth Southgate obviously has balls of steel and obviously he has made his decision. Obviously, no no um, risk James. Um, we expected that. Obviously, he's out with, with with that injury. It's not it's not ideal. Um, they're missing obviously one of the best um, right backs in 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 the world and. Kyle Walker is in there, man. Linus, before 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 I break down, maybe who should have who should have got called up, or who maybe who shouldn't have got called up. Kyle Walker is is called up. We know he is he has been out um, dealing with a groin injury, um, and ever since ever since the Manchester derby, obviously Man City thrashed Man United six three. Um, he has been out with a with a groin injury. Are you surprised that that Kyle Walker actually got a called up? Um, no, I'm not because well, I was recently I was I was 
researching this team, uh, something came, um, there's a phrase that came um, popping up, which is Gareth South- Southgate loves a right back. So you're thinking he has four right backs in this team, right? Which is a four of nine, I think, defenders. Mm-hmm. So you have Kyle Walker, you have Trippier, you have Alexander Arnold, and we've seen Ben White play right back for uh, <clears throat> for Arsenal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Is he a right back? Yes. I mean, his other option was this James, who's out injured. So maybe I don't know why Joe Gomez isn't in. But look, look, I'm not surprised that Kyle Walker made it. But Are you surprised that one Saka didn't make it? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Mm. But yeah, so... yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Obviously, like I think, I think the plan for him is that they they are hoping that he'll be healthy enough to go for the second game. Um, obviously the little, obviously for England in in the group stages. So that's the hope. Um, but obviously we know he's integral for them. Like he he always plays in that. Um. Right, right center back role. I'm um, obviously Gareth Southgate loves a back three. He, he, he can't live without a back three. And obviously, you're, you're expecting Kyle Walker to play um, basically the right center back and someone like a Trent Alexander Arnold to play at a right wing back role. Yeah, I, 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 I think, I think that's, I think that's smart. But obviously, in, it seems like he has insider information, obviously from Manchester City, telling him that Kyle that they think Kyle Walker will be ready to go in time. For for when for when actually England actually start playing, but um, a key one also we know Rhys James has been out and uh, and obviously he, he ruled himself out, and obviously Chelsea also spoke about that as well. Um, but another Chelsea fullback that is not going to the World Cup, Ben Chilwell, um, an injury prone Ben Chilwell, um, which is which is very heartbreaking for him and heartbreaking for obviously everyone that loves him, and obviously for his family as well. Ben Chilwell actually um, tore his ACL last year, I think some, sometime in October, November, and then worked um, his way back and basically got, got back fit and healthy in May. And now again, he's, he is out injured. I think it's a hamstring this time. Obviously, it's not an ACL, so it's not as long term. But a hamstring, obviously, that still rules him, rules him out for the World Cup. Obviously, the World Cup is a dream for every player, for basically everyone. And obviously, his replacement is Luke Shaw, man. Is Ben Chilwell a miss? Um, do you think maybe England will, will struggle here if they just have Luke Shaw and obviously Kiran Trippier? Although Luke Shaw was amazing in the Euros, um, he has been basically underwhelming for Man United. <clears throat> and Kiran Trippier as well, we know he prefers the right, the right, wing, the right wing back role. So, um, will, is Ben Chilwell a big miss? Look, let me say something else about Southgate before I move on to the nasty stuff. Mm. He doesn't have a lot to work with at this back line. So you're thinking mm. you only have one fullback, one proper fullback, which is Luke Shaw. And if he decides to play a back four, you can actually play a triple in a in a <clears throat> at the left back role in a back four. So it's probably you're thinking of a left of a left wing back. So yeah, Luke Shaw alone, you're thinking an injury. Uh, middle of the tournament could just ruin the entire the entire uh, the entire campaign. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, Chilwell is a miss because he's an option. He's also you know he's he, he's a he's an option. You could look at the bench and go all right. So even if I miss uh, if if um, an injury occurs to a Luke Shaw or a trip here, then I have someone else to call off the bench. So I think that that yeah I think I think at the back of his mind will be thinking. 
this this backline that I've called up these nine players, this is the best I could work with, and this is the best I've got. Yeah, 100%. I agree. I agree with you. Obviously, um, short of options. Um, basically, you just have to take what you get. Um, but like, 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 obviously, we spoke about a couple of a couple of players obviously that made it to the into the squad um let's speak about a couple of players that didn't make it um so for me the person i'm actually quite angry about uh, missing is ivan tony because he i can't even say because i'm looking at my, I'm at my notes and because i had uh, done my research prior to the announcement and mm-hmm. so what what tony would have done for them was well for one you've had Antonio Conte talk about how fatigued um Hurricane is. So you're not yeah. expecting Hurricane to play every game in this tournament. Right? And you're thinking of the players who could deputize for him. No one fits um the style of play that Hurricane or rather watch contributions that Hurricane makes to a team than Ivan Tony. Mm-hmm. Right? He knows how to play with other players. You've seen him link up with um Belmont at Brentford quite well. Um yeah. we've seen him you know he likes to drift around and find space so he, he might not just be a player to um stick around uh centrally and you know wait for the ball he'll actually mm-hmm. go looking for the ball try and make something happen so that's what you mm-hmm. get from my that's the first thing you get from everton a perfect replacement for hurricane if anything happens or if you actually want to address him during games but then mm-hmm. ivan can also you know you've seen him at set pieces right yeah but can hit a penalty you're thinking yeah. england's past england's uh, past hard breaks at, at the international level have come at the penalty level and you're leaving yeah. out a capable penalty striker for look no offense he's a good player maybe but <laughs> come on come on how do you call up Caleb wilson and then leave out ivan tony and, that, and that, that, that's what asked me and so you're thinking the only reason i could make is because england will play the type of football we've seen them play defensive mm-hmm. so you're thinking we, we, we meet up a, a big team meet up a team that's stronger than us Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna set up in a back five. We're gonna wait for them to come in, and then we're gonna lob balls over the top. And Callum Wilson, whoever is playing the wings, could just run after them, and hopefully we we'll get a goal. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying regarding Ivan Tony. Obviously, Ivan Tony has been has been incredible for Brentford um, in the past two years that they have been in the Premier League. I, I get I get what you're saying, but realistically there's no way man like because one thing you need to know about the england squad is it's media driven like the media will not will not let it go like the media has been campaigning for callum wilson to actually get a call up obviously he has been informed with newcastle granted wilson is not a bad player but i agree with you like for me just like for me if i was if i was in charge of this england side i don't think i would have called up callum wilson just based off of the fact that he is not young and also the fact that he is very injury prone like 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 if if you miss like let's say um we're not saying that it will happen but let's say um uh, Callum Wilson actually gets injured during the group games um the group match um in the group stages like you're expecting like th- th- that's a big miss you can't you can't go go ahead and like phone um Ivan Tony tell him to come up um to Qatar and and play that, that, that's that, that that's that's not how it works that's not the way it works um I get what you're saying. Ivan Tony obviously is incredible on penalties as well. Um, obviously, the reason why England basically lost the Euros was because they didn't have penalty takers. Uh, obviously, some of the players that missed penalties have actually gotten a call a call up. Jadon Sancho has not gotten a call up, which for me, 
like ah it's frustrating because obviously he's a united player um, and obviously back when he was playing with Borussia Dortmund he always got a call up um do you have any reaction on the Jadon Sancho um basically not getting a call up i mean no because then who misses out you're thinking Saka i'm saying really misses out oh. No, no, no. No, I mean I'd say I I I take I take Sancho over Rashford then because I think I think even Rashford being in this squad is a bit too So, so you're quite... saying you think you take you take you take Sancho over Rashford. Marcus Rashford has 12 goals for England. Yeah, that you, doesn't you... matter really. I mean it doesn't matter because has he been great for Manchester United? No, I mean you're thinking Yes, he has to have to start. Has he? He he, he will. I mean in front of if you're thinking okay fine uh, let's see would you rather have Jed, uh, Marcus Rashford or Ivan Tony in the side would you rather have Gerard Bowen or Marcus Rashford in the side so right so look this choice has to be would you rather have James Ward Prowse or Marcus Rashford in the side we're, we're so, not talking about James Ward Prowse he, like every no, single no, no, but, but see look look at his position he on the left he plays on the left like where you can play Grealish you can play Foden you can play Sterling. He is late out for for Southampton. He's not late out for for England. No 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 no, no I'm saying <laughs> no, I'm saying Rashford. Rashford plays in a in a position where you have already three three capable players who are ahead of him. So he's probably on the left wing, he's the fourth option. And you know, he made the squad. And you're thinking Madison has to find somewhere to play. So probably the same there's the same position. He'll be fighting for positions with players all over the pitch okay but um like obviously you like you, you anyone can back up their case why Marcus Rashford should not have been called one he is in form and two when healthy and when starting he always banks goals for England like like he, for me like I like I, I like the Rashford one like Rashford for me 100% deserve this call up he's a player that wears his heart on his sleeves Um, we've seen him obviously play during the Manchester derbies, the Manchester United Liverpool games, Man United Arsenal games. He always plays really well. Um, but obviously, is 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 very inconsistent. That I'll agree with anyone. Like that frustrates me a lot regarding him. He's very inconsistent, and obviously, for him to actually get a call up, I think it's 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 deserving. Obviously, is a is a is is in form, and you always want that. But for me, like just the Grealish one, like I I don't like I I don't like like he has had 24 caps for England. He has only scored once. He is someone that, granted, he he provides assists here and there. Obviously, um, we remember he provided an assist for Hurricane when they really needed it. Um, I, I don't remember the exact game, but like. Ah uh, man I I I I I think I don't like the grillish one. The Sancho thing actually frustrates me because this is I think the second time that it it doesn't get a call up. I don't know if Gareth Southgate actually has beef because if he has beef man he needs to let us know man because he used to call him up when he was playing with Borussia. Granted Sancho um is out of form now but like <sighs> Ah, anyway, 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 let's let, let's move on. Let's move on with this one. And yeah, but going going to the midfield that actually got a call up. Um, this midfield is actually really really young. Um, we have Jude Bellingham, Conor Gallagher, Declan Rice, Mason Mount. Um, basically, do you like obviously Calvin Phillips and Jordan Henderson are there with so with, with a, a, a sprinkle of experience. Um, basically, how how positive is this for England that they actually have um, a very young midfield, a midfield that can play together for maybe four, five, six, seven years? 
Yeah, so I think the best part about this midfield has to be Jude Bellingham, who mm-hmm. has been, you know, just look this kid since. Yeah, he's he's been excellent, and you know, if if, I, if someone was to say he wins the Ballon d'Or in five years' time, I'd be like, you know what, I, I could see that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, he's a, he's quite promising. He's he he hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's hit his ceiling yet. Mm-hmm. And so there's more to see from him. And mm-hmm. we say England are actually so they have eight um, attacking options to choose from, but mm-hmm. doesn't mean that actually uh, do score so often, right? So yeah, when you when you when you when you, when you look at how Bellingham plays for uh, for Borussia Dortmund and how he makes those runs into the box, how he's always on the knows how to um, <clears throat> always on the receiving end of a of a of a move and can finish a yeah. move. Yeah. So yeah, you, you you become optimistic and go right. So maybe maybe we like we won't see the dull England that goes for 450 minutes without actually scoring a goal from open play, right? So you're thinking, yeah, this is this is a, a point of excitement for this for this side. I agree with you um, regarding Jude Bellingham. Um, obviously, a future Ballon d'Or contender. I agree with you 100. The only thing that obviously I don't like um, regarding Jude Bellingham is the fact that he turned down Man United uh, because we need midfielders, and obviously he's a very good midfielder. Maybe that's why he doesn't want to come. Man United because he's a very good midfielder and obviously good players come to Man United to die. Um, but I agree with you. I think the fact that this midfield is actually really young is very good for 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 for, for, for England here. Um, but let's speak about another player that was out injured and basically is in is in the squad. Calvin Phillips. Um, he, has, he has played I think twenty six minutes for Manchester City basically since he made the move um, from from Leeds United in the summer. Um, he obviously has been out with I think a shoulder injury. It has been disturbing him like for months. Um, obviously getting a call up. Um, Calvin Phillips basically ha- has very good link up with Declan Rice. We saw that during the Euros. How positive is the is it that obviously he's getting a call up and basically what do you think uh, Gareth Southgate hopes to achieve um, with, with with Calvin Phillips um, in Qatar? I think his thinking is what he wants to do with him is um, using the same role as Declan Rice, so he's a rotational option, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he fails to understand that this is a a Winter World Cup and form will mean a lot. I mean. I can tell you this: whoever the team that comes in with the most informed players will have one of the better one of the better campaigns. And you're thinking mm. a player who hasn't played much, and not just Phillips. You're thinking Maguire. You're thinking, uh, like we said, Kyle Walker. Players who are struggling for minutes um, on the pitch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this will end well for for the for the English side. So hopefully he can put his. Um, hopefully when Phillips is called up, he's able to um, do a good job. But yeah, I'm thinking he might, he might, uh, Southgate, we might see maybe something new from Southgate, but I, I wouldn't um, cross my fingers on it. Where uh, yeah. he's deploying a uh, midfield three with a uh, uh, holding midfielder. So Rice can play that role. And then you're thinking, you know, when Rice is not, uh, when Rice needs a rest, then Phillips could um, come and take up. So you have Bellingham and Gallagher, which outmount moving from the midfield and trying to uh, move up the pitch and create something of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I agree. I think, I think for me, I think the Conor Gallagher one is very, is very deserving. I think he is is one of the bright stars of the of the Premier League. 
and one of the bright stars basically for the three lions i think i think they need to actually get him in the squad and him actually playing at a, at a major tournament is not only big for the country big for him and big for the family as well um Obviously, like Chelsea, like it seems like basically the English midfield will just be dominated by Chelsea or like players playing in London. Um, obviously, Henderson playing in Merseyside, um, but Jude Bellingham obviously still in Germany. Calvin Phillips in Manchester, but Declan Rice, Conor Gallagher, Mason Mount. I think those those are players that we are going to talk about a lot for England um, in the near future. Yeah, obviously the forwards, just to mention the forwards, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, James Madison, which I entirely love. I, I, I love that call-up. Like, James Madison is one of my favorite players. Just watching him play is, is usually, like, very exciting. I love watching him. Marcus Rashford, Bukayo Saka, obviously, um, that's expected. is is basically one of the best players in the Premier League as, as we're speaking. Raheem Sterling, Callum Wilson. Um, Sterling one, I know he hasn't been in form for Chelsea, but obviously he always plays well for England. Like he always comes through clutch for them. So I, I agree that one. Regarding the regarding his club form, um, not so good. But on international level, he always turns up. Um, the midfield, like I said, Jason Bellingham, Jude Bellingham, Conor Gallagher, Jordan Henderson, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice. Um, defense, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Conor Cody, Eric Dyer, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, John Stones, Kieran Trippier, Kyle Walker, Ben White. Um, the Ben White is where... <clears throat> Linus, ben White is getting a call-up for England, man. Like... Obviously, there are other defenders. There are other defenders. Granted, um, someone like James Tarkovsky, maybe, maybe someone like um, Amings. You're thinking Amings. You're, you're thinking maybe Afikayo Tomori. Maybe you're thinking like players like that. Ah, I'm not sure about the Benoit one. Um, I think that that's a player that I'm 50-50 on. I think there are other players, other centre-backs who are actually in good form, um, English centre-backs. What, what do you think of the Benoit call-up? I thought you were going to mention Harry Maguire because you're talking about form and yeah, uh, yeah. So look, I, I I keep on here. People say, oh, he doesn't play good for his club, but he plays well for his national side. I'm going that that is absolute bollocks. If you're in, if you're playing, he does. What? He does though. No, yeah, but 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 it doesn't matter because the World Cup comes. In the middle of, a, of of the club season, right? This is not where we, you know, we go, we we, we tie up our uh, our um, national leagues, and then be like, okay, now let's go to international football. No, 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 no. This is it's in the middle of it, right? So, if yeah. you haven't been on form, you, you just don't chuck in a player who hasn't played well, who hasn't actually is you know short of confidence, and they'd be like, you know what? Because you're wearing uh, a different a different um jersey or a different kit, all of a sudden you're gonna be amazing at your job. No. That 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 went to work and uh, look, England could go and win, and, and win the World Cup and I'll sound like an idiot, but mm. no, I, I don't. I mean, like you mentioned, they're good players. He has good options in centre back, right? He has Tomori, yeah. he has McQuaidy, who mm -hmm. is a decent player. There's a decent player in there. Teron Mings has the occasional um, uh, what do you call mistaking him? Um, we saw Eric Dyer. Uh, have a horrendous mistake against um, Liverpool, which led Salah to score goal. So, uh, is this the best he, he he could do? Maybe, maybe. And uh, but yeah, going with I mean, so you don't like Harry Maguire in this squad. You have no problem with Ben White. You I, you haven't mentioned yeah, him once. Ben White's got a decent player. I mean, okay, he's not great, but 
he, he does play for Arsenal. He has getting he has been getting constant minutes for Arsenal and actually been quite um help. Uh, you're thinking Arsenal are top of the league, right? That confidence yeah. has to count for something coming to such a competition, right? Uh, okay, same okay. case could be made for uh, for Alexander Arnold. We've seen him being criticized for his recent games, his recent performances. You're thinking. What does that do for a player? What you know? What does that mentality, that criticism, do for a player coming to a competition in the middle of a you know of the of the club season, right? I think I think Paul Lavent really grabs uh, the fact that what or rather what it means to be playing a Winter World Cup. I think I think I think the reality will uh, fall on people when it's too late. When you're looking at this, when you're looking at you know at the screen and you're watching a team play and you're going, oh my god, okay, now I see why. Right, and I think for England, that do that. The best thing that could happen for England is to have the worst tournament possible, have got a thought get out, and then have someone else come and try something new. Wow, wow, that's the that's a bold statement. That's no, because, a bold yeah. statement. Come on, look, no, England have England have talent. I mean, you cannot and then continue okay. having talent for years yeah. on end, right? But someone has to, like, like we said before with Van Gaal, it's one thing having talent. You need someone else with a vision who can actually do something with it, and so they made it to the World Cup final. They made it to uh, uh, rather they made it to the semi-final. I think last time they made it to the Euro final. And English fans might be going, "Oh, you know, we are seeing results," but you're thinking this mm. is a side that's quite desperate, right? It's you know, it's the same yeah. way. When they, you know, when I see a Spurs team make it to the Champions League final, I go, "Wow, this is amazing!" But you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the silverware that counts, right? So. Yeah. You're thinking, fine, you could please them for now, but then at the end of the day, they, you know, the English the English fans will be like, we need now to see something. We need to see something in the cabinet. You just can't be taking us to finals and semi-finals and, and us being going, oh, you are such a you know, you're quite an innovative guy. No, 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 no. And yeah. I think at the Euro 2020, Southgate and his side picked, and don't expect anything akin to that. This World Cup. That's the World Cup. Yeah, okay. Don't. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- th- that's a harsh statement. I think I think Alex should have been here to actually hear you say that. Um, that the the best thing that can happen for England at this World Cup is that they actually exit the tournament early, so Gareth Southgate actually loses his job. Yeah, bring someone that's, new. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. If that's on, crazy. If he keeps on bringing this, um, what I'll call pseudo results, you know, making it finals. Listen yeah. on shooters as you go. Oh, we were so close. It was right there. It was you know, it was coming home. We were so close. It was luck. Then he's gonna, yeah, yeah you know, he's gonna keep his job and saying, you know, we'll try next time. We'll try next time. And these things come after two years. After two years. After you know, after four years. You know, no one, no one's getting older. No, I mean, no one's getting younger. Yeah. People, you know, are just aging, and you're losing this, uh, this golden, um, this gold, um, rather this um, players who could actually win something. And you, yeah. and, you know, as time goes by, and you say maybe the next one, maybe the next one, you are left with a squad that's you know keep on that keeps on getting depleted. Uh, you have to integrate new players. So yeah, look, I have nothing against the man. He is probably a good coach. <laughs> it sounds but, like you do. It sounds like you do. Because uh, I mean, <laughs> because, right, okay, fine. My 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 only grudge is this. I have to yeah. I have to I have to uh, reconcile the fact that Hurricane is an amazing player. Yeah. We never win a trophy, right? And I'm thinking at Spurs, at yeah, club or international level, right? So yeah. the only option for a player who I know is great, <laughs> who I know going forward after he's retired, people will people will try to say he was never a great player because he never won anything. I'm thinking his best mm-hmm. chance is this English side because he's surrounded by talent all over. 
so yeah to me i may not support them but i want the best for my club captain and yeah. that's why i may i may seem as if i have some vendetta against southgate but no i just want you know hurricane you know so you know 10 20 down 20 years down the line you're not talking you know um skipping over him in conversations because oh he never won a trophy no and i think the best chance he has is not with spurs as sad as that may be part of this english side okay okay fair enough so basically we, we've actually gotten down to why you're so you're so angry with gareth southgate yeah i think i think we've actually got it like you love hurricane so much you really want england to succeed but you're, you're thinking southgate is letting him down I, I get it i get it i get it um but for me i actually don't care about england i i, I don't care I, I i don't like anyone in this court obviously my united players here like um I, I i don't like anyone i only slightly like marcus rashford but like anyone else i don't care um but like the, the goalkeeping situation is is interesting for me jordan pickford nick pope aaron ramsdale um jordan pickford has always been the number one goalkeeper he has he has always been the number one like for me didn't always deserve to be the number one goalkeeper nick pope um now at newcastle newcastle are flying obviously aaron ramsdale now at arsenal arsenal are flying Linus, who should be the number one goalkeeper? Yeah, I think it should be Pickford. He's 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 really good Pickford. because yeah, yeah, Pickford. I mean, when you look at Everton and what he what he's doing at Everton, bro, yeah, he's, yeah, he's actually saving them. Everton should have gone down last season, right? The fact that the yeah. but that was a Pickford. What? That was a group effort. Them not yeah, going down. But, but look at what he contributed. I mean, some some of the saves he made last season towards the end of that of that of that run of um yeah. towards the end of that season, yeah. were you know were relegation um saving saves, right? So yeah, he, for the fact that he's able to uh, hold a floor this Everson side, then I think I think he's you have to start with him. I know I know. Admittedly, um, Ramsdale is the better keeper. I think because he's he's a good shot stopper. And it's quite good with the ball at his feet, but Pickford is, yeah, you know, you know, given of, of what I've said of this um uh, defensive side, uh, rather uh, rather the defensive side of this of this team, I think yeah, Pickford is the last line of defense. You know, if you want someone who will pull a Gandalf and say you shall not pass, then it has to be Jordan Pickford for you, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like I, I, I had, like for me, if I was the manager, I'd adapt. Like for me, my number one would be Nick Pope. Uh, not Nick Pope. My number one would be Aaron Ramsdale, and then Pickford for me would be number three. Like no, 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 no option, no choice, man. Like as an easy, yani. Like Aaron Ramsdale for me would be the number one goalkeeper, and then like I'd take Nick Pope like for games where I know England would not have the most of most possession. For example, you're meeting a Spain. For example, you're meeting like say a Germany. I think I think in those cases where basically you're thinking we're not going to have much of the ball, this is where maybe we don't need much of a distributing goalkeeper. This is where probably um, we don't need a goalkeeper that can actually play on the ball. I think I'd start Nick Pope there because in terms of saves, Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale, those guys like saves. Although Pickford usually they're maybe like major highlights and like people like they get highlighted, but I think Nick Pope and Aaron Ramsdale those days are, are underrated. Um, it's going to be curious to see what Gareth Southgate actually does with that. Yeah. No, it's, um, it's, you, you know, you know who started, right? I mean, you know who yeah, the game. Like, 
Yeah, most likely. Yeah, most likely. I, 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 for me, I, I, I don't care about the, this England side. I, I'm, not, I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even kidding. Like I like James Madison. I like Harry Kane, Bukayo Saka, those Phil Ford, and those are actually good players, good guys. Um, I think they're good people because of, of what we've seen on social media. But like. I, I don't care like if they, if they get um actually if they get out of the group or if they don't for me I, I, I actually don't care yeah let's quickly speak about Wales um basically a team the last team to actually get into the World Cup obviously got in via Ukraine Wales um we know the cup scene El Capitan Gareth Gareth Bell is now playing in the United States he's 33 years old now and um i think ever since he left tottenham um back in 2012 or 2013 i'm not sure um he's won a trophy every single year except for the year that he came back to tottenham um on loan man is there going to be a trophy basically for wales and gareth bell in the world cup liners well for one for one i've taken offense okay I, i've seen what you just do there i've taken offense <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so uh, look no no one will be kidding themselves yeah. not the coach not not the team wales are here for a good time right they beat austria they beat ukraine they just want to enjoy the world cup so for them i think they'll be looking for two things um one yeah. get a good result against against england possibly a win just ruin england's day mm-hmm. and two you know make the most of it because you're thinking this is uh, this will, will be his uh gareth bell's last run of the world cup you know you have aaron ramsey um you have players like harry wilson who will just try and you know show up and have a good time have a good time you know maybe <laughs> even for more scores a couple of goals so that, that's 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 what Wales is expecting but i know they want to turn up for that england game and just have england you know probably take points off them because you're thinking England England never performed well against the United States and if Wales give them a hard time then the tournament is looking bleak yeah 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 I agree with you I think getting a good result against England will be key for Wales I think just just because of their pride but I I, I think I think obviously no one actually um, basically gave them a chance in Russia no one gave them a chance and they they did not not play well they played actually really well and obviously back then they were obviously dealing with problems injury problems to be to be to be exact Aaron Ramsey as well had injury problems in France um, not in in France in Russia um, but but, but basically for me like i'm looking at, at this entire team like i'm, I'm obviously we, we have like sprinkles of, of players who play like all over all over but no one actually plays in, in that big of a, of a club anymore because like we spoke about gareth bell is playing in the mls los angeles fc the mls is not that great it's over granted it's a growing league um it's not that great i don't know look look i'm not just a I'm not going to stand here and you know take your insults because what do you mean no one plays in a big club what about ben davis he plays for spurs i mean spurs not a big club is that what you're trying to say is that what you're trying to say you know you know what i'm saying like uh, we're, we're, like I'm, I'm i'm like obviously it's okay 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 I'll, I'll give you ben davis i'll give you ben davis but like no one else like who else plays for tottenham like for basically for wales except like and also like ben davis 
he has not been basically he started really well at Spurs with with Pochettino and then like he has fallen off the rails a little bit. He, he is not the player that we expected him to be. And obviously like looking at this entire squad, Chris Mepham is at Bournemouth. That, that that's not obviously raising any 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 concern. Um, he's not a player to be concerned about. Joe Allen um is 32 years old now. He's still at Swansea. It, um, I'm, I don't care about him. Aaron Ramsey, like I said, is now at Nice, playing in League One. Bro, I like I, I I like another player that I would have been excited about. Harry Wilson, left-footed maverick, um, one of the best, um, basically dead ball specialists in the Premier League when he was at Bournemouth. I don't know what happened there. He's now at Fulham. Like I'm looking at this entire Welsh team, bro. I'm not scared of anyone here. Daniel James. Um, basically, you signed from United. Um, basically, his career collapsed. He went to Leeds. That didn't happen. He's now at Fulham, bro. I like. I'm looking at this entire squad. No one actually plays at at a club at a big enough club to actually have the experience of that. Like basically, momentum of playing at such a high level, like the World Cup, to actually turn up. Like I'm thinking, maybe Gareth Bell and Aaron Ramsey actually provide that. Basically, they hold the the, the entire team up. But if they don't, then what are you thinking of this Welsh team, man? Like I said, no one expects much from them, right? So if they get a win or two, if they get a point, probably score a couple of goals, they'll say to themselves, you know, a job well done. And yeah. with the likes of Kifamo, who again plays at Bournemouth, so probably has more goals than <coughs> your, <coughs> your goat, but you know, enough said. <laughs> right? So, so, right? I, I don't know. No one, no one plays at the, at the highest level, but you know, they actually never perform. So, yeah. Not yeah, I'm going, I'm going, uh, yeah, like I, 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 I can, I, I can wager. Okay, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't gambling. I don't gamble. Gambling is haram. But like, I assure you, obviously, Cristiano will score more goals at the World Cup than Kifamo. Mm-hmm. Well, 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 Portugal is the last thing we we'll talk about. So you know, let's just let's just save ourselves for now. Let's let's talk about Wales and Kifamo. <laughs> <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, uh, they have a good squad. They, you you do see them. I think I think the one thing you notice about a Wales side is they do tend to have that cohesion, that unity. You know, when mm-hmm. when um, Bell holds up a flag saying Wales calls and then Madrid, you're thinking, yeah, this is a he, he like. Oh yeah, so I'm saying that uh, this Welsh side does want to represent its um its nation, and so they may be the underdogs. You know, they may be the weakest side in this group or one of the weakest sides in this group, but then don't expect them to just um roll over. Another lion rollover, and, and expect you know that England and the United States will come and um, humiliate them at the World Cup. So yeah, so maybe not much, yeah, I, but I'm pretty sure at the end of the day they 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 they'll want to uh, put out a performance that can make other Welsh um, uh, citizens be proud of their national team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I, I I'm not saying they 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 will they will actually just like go in there as participants. Obviously, they'll go in there with the mentality with the mentality that they actually can get out of the group and actually make a run. Um, I, I agree they'll play really well, obviously with their hearts on their sleeves. Um, but for me, I'm just saying like this entire team, just like looking at it, like um unless they pull they pull an Iceland. I, 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 do you remember what Iceland basically did? Um, yeah, in the Euro in 2016. Yeah, I think yeah, they beat England along the way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless they pull and what Iceland basically did six years ago, uh, maybe because Iceland obviously back then they didn't have players in big teams. I think only um, they had players from Burnley and Swansea. I think Sigurdsson was at Swansea then, and I think um, 
basically uh, someone was playing in Burnley. Yeah, but like I agree I agree with you. Obviously we'll have to wait and see what Wales have have, have to offer. Um uh, but obviously there's there's also been problems with Ryan Giggs as well. Giggs obviously is not the manager anymore. Um Rob Page is in charge now. Um Giggs obviously had that um basically civil lawsuit that he had he has to deal with. I think maybe maybe he assaulted someone. Um we, we, we don't have the final um basically results about that. I think um it's carrying it's the the legal process is still going on. Uh but hopefully for us they go on and have a good tournament. Yeah, um without wasting much time Let's, let's quickly jump to Polska. Um Poland man. Um this is a squad that basically um we really really liked. Um obviously in the Euros as well they were disappointing. Um now they have a Robert Lewandowski who is not as free scoring as he was at Bayern Munich. Granted Barcelona is still a good team. Granted Robert Lewandowski is still Robert Lewandowski. Um basically Poland man in a group where obviously we spoke about Argentina in here being actually World Cup contenders Saudi Arabia and Mexico obviously those two teams should be weaker than Poland but what are you expecting from Poland here man do you expect them to actually get the minimum they need to get from out of this group is a second place finish is is is, is that the minimum for Poland yeah that's the minimum but like you said they tend to disappoint you when you actually expect them to do well mm-hmm. and Lewandowski aside but Lewandowski aside Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. this team it has decent talents. I mean it has good players, you know, you could talk about Milik who at Juventus is playing quite well. Yeah. But right, so Poland you usually expect them to do well, but then they don't. But then, you know, remember they did actually beat Sweden who are a better side than them to actually make it to the mm-hmm. World Cup. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe maybe they have learned something from their past um, from the past showings and maybe they actually do intend to <clears throat> to you know put on a performance worthy of um their potential that or other worthy of their uh, of the side's potential yeah yeah i agree um but i just think obviously the i think the fact that for me i think i think they'll be okay um obviously despite the fact that Lewandowski's um basically career at club level has actually gone down and notch obviously at Barcelona he wanted to move he wanted a new challenge um obviously he's finding out that the new challenge is different um than in Bavaria obviously South Germany um Bayern Munich that 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 club basically does beats for for every single player we have seen what what is happening with Chupo Moting um yeah Lewandowski said like you said Arcadius Milik like you just mentioned um is he still the player that that basically he was a couple of years ago is now at Juventus obviously can always chip in with the goals for Poland um still basically uh, at an age that he can perform he's only 28 years old um what do you think of of his contribution in terms in terms of in terms of um this this team obviously we know Lewandowski needs needs help in terms of goals do you think that Milik could be the second um player in there to just contribute in goals Yeah, he could. He could. He's more than capable. I mean, he's not Lewandowski, but he he could contribute um uh, with with some goals. He's quite physical. Um, could lead the line on his own, which is a good thing. I think could yeah. pair up with um Lewandowski as well. So yeah, he's a, he's a good option to have on the bench and also on the pitch. 
Yeah, as well. And, and obviously, they have, they, have, they have experience in midfield. We know Gregor's Krikoviak is still in their 32 years of age. He is so young, obviously, playing in Saudi Arabia with Al-Shabaab. Um, over 93, I think 93, over 90 caps for, for, for Poland here. Um, we know that experience. Kamil Grosicki as well. Um, basically, for in my opinion, Grosicki should have retired by now. He's 34 years old. Uh, but he is, a, is someone that can contribute goals from midfield. Um, obviously, 17 goals in his 86 appearances. I like Poland, and I also like the fact that Matikash is playing for them. Do you think Matikash gets a call-up, and do you think he actually starts if he gets a call-up? Yeah, I think he does. I think when you look at um, when you look at the options, particularly in left back, yeah, I think he's a bet. He's a he's a, he's a first team player for them. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah gone. But like you said, um, this is a quite—it's quite, it's quite a, uh, an unpredictable group. I mean, other than Argentina finishing on top, but so Poland have a good chance, right? Uh, they've never actually made it out of the group stages. Which mm-hmm. you're thinking of players who have actually come through this Polish side should have done by now. So yeah, I think Mexico. They'll be looking at Mexico, and um, who else is in their group? Um, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, right? So I'm thinking. Yeah, we do stand a good chance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And obviously, the, the fact that obviously Mati Cash's um, basically club teammate Jan Bednarek obviously is also playing there. That that also helps when 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 you have a club teammate actually playing with the inter, in the international side. That always helps. Um, and I think I think just for Poland, this is a team that basically content so long as as you have um robert Lewandowski, we'll speak about i will speak a turn about him man like he's the star man like everything runs and goes with robert Lewandowski. if he plays well and he scores goals chances are poland are going to win man games and if he doesn't chances are poland are probably not going to win games um but just looking at the squad it's not bad and obviously, with the experience like we just mentioned, with the guys like Krikovia, Grosicki, you know if it comes to things like penalties, if it comes to the knockout stages where they're playing 120 minutes, you know their mentality is, is always going to be up there. And regardless of who plays Poland, you know you're, you need to bring it um, for 90 minutes or 90 plus if you're playing them. They're usually a very tough side. And like a team that, that, that plays in, in a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, I, I usually those teams play play madness, man. Like like we saw what France did in in 2018, um, playing in that 4-2-3-1 with two holding midfielders. I um, mean Pogba and and, and Kante. We'll speak about France next. Yeah, but Poland here, I I, I, I like them a lot. And uh, basically, their minimum, like Linus just said, should be a second place finish in Group C. Yeah, jumping to the to the to the world champions here, man. Obviously, no, the French. About Poland, right? Yeah. Go- yeah, so uh, I'll say you know, have fun pronouncing some of these names because wow, wow, Emilio, much <laughs> names. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you know, if you're a commentator, if you if you'll be trying to make commentary on the Polish side, yeah, just yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you a hundred bob if if you can actually pronounce the name of their manager. Yeah, no, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What I have. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Sheslo Mcnewicks. Oh, oh, like I, I can't even I can't even man. Yeah, I, I agreed. Obviously, Polish names, man. This is what happens with Polish names. And obviously, people have been trying to pronounce Wojciech Szczesny for years, and still like. <laughs> 
struggling like basically towards his later ends of his career was still struggling and um yeah basically poland um we all know what they're like we all know they they're a team that brings it yeah can we quickly jump to france here the the, the world champions are you good yeah 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 uh, um obviously the big talking point the big talking point i just mentioned it a couple of minutes ago the big talking point for france is their pivot midfield is not going to be at the at the world cup in qatar which is mad man like france they've always had um golo kanté and paul pogba in, the, in, the, in that midfield and those guys basically have played lights out like as a, as a, as a midfield duo like we know the 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 basically the the rapport that that midfield duo has and obviously both of them are missing out through injuries maybe basically golo kanté has been struggling for for months Pogba has been struggling ever since um, he was at Man United, um, and seems it's it's it, it's not getting better. They're they're all they're not going to, to the World Cup. Um, like, like looking at their midfield, which uh, mid, their midfield is super young. Granted, you you want to see um, young midfielders Kamavinga, you want to see Gwenduzi, um, Tuchameni, you want to see those kinds of players. Fofana as well. But Linus, how big of a miss is is Paul Pogba and Golo Kante, man? How big of a miss are those guys? Yeah, so they're missing, I think, two of their of of their key ingredients when it comes to a good French side, which is that midfield general in uh, Kante mm-hmm. and that you know creative magician in Paul Pogba. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But still, you're thinking whoever's 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 come uh, whoever is going to replace them do actually have some of these elements. You're thinking Kamavinga and Chouameni. Mm-hmm. They do, they do. Kamavinga being the more the more uh, bowling type. And then Chomeni is quite progressive, but can also, you know, push in a good tackle here and there. So this, yeah, you you, you want the experience of Paul Pogba and Kante, but I think with the young players, they should be alright. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think uh, them missing Pogba and Kante will uh, take away from the big discussion, which is, of course, the charms and the tactics. <laughs> yeah, so you, you you're not bucking his tactics. No, because no, no. I mean, if the Euros is anything to go by, yeah, you know the one trait, right? Yeah. So maybe you know it, it, it may have won them um, the 2018 World Cup, but you cannot do the same. You know, you don't don't expect to um, put the same trick twice and not to have caution. And yeah, it seems like yeah. Team plays them yeah. knows what to expect. So yeah, unless team you know, surprise us, yeah. In terms of creativity, I think I agree with you that that needs to change. Um, but I, I, I will not agree with you in terms of the midfield. I think I think Golo Kante and Paul Pogba are a big miss. I don't think they'll be fine. I, I don't th- think they'll be fine. Because just looking at it, Matteo Guendouzi, like, he was not good at Arsenal. Granted, he's, he's at Marseille now and obviously is, is becoming um, a more experienced player. Um, obviously, he's still 23 years old, that young, but is, 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 he has a lot of minutes under his belt um, with Marseille. And he's a leader now, but I, I, I still, I, I don't think he has the qualities, man, to perform, to perform for for, for France at, at this level. Um, Eduardo Camavinga, I like a lot. Um, obviously, a Real Madrid player, I like a lot, but obviously, he hasn't seen basically um, the likes of Spain, the likes of Germany, in, in especially at, at such a league, so. Look, he's yeah, he, so, he, yeah, he plays but, for Real Madrid and. Yeah. He won. He won. He won a Champions League with Luka Modric and Toni Kroos. Yeah, but still, I mean, he did play his part. I mean, he's you know he plays for Real Madrid and is able to actually get time. You know, to be able to I get know. time 
in a side with Luka Modric and Tony Cruz, then that means you must have some some form of talent at least, you know, he, some bit of talent. He is, he, I'm I'm not questioning his talent. He is very talented. Like I agree, he's very talented. He's, he's for me, he's, he's one of the best young midfielders in the world. Um, and obviously, Aurelien Tuchamani as well. But like. For Kamavinga, like you, you need experience to play at this level, especially you need experience to play at such a high level. Because when fans are usually when fans are screaming for, are screaming at you, man, and you're a goal you're a goal down, just like a mis 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 misplacing passes, it it does it does a lot for a young midfielder. I don't think they'll be fine, man. I know uh, Kamavinga has four caps for for France total, four caps. And obviously, he's, he's he's now obviously into the into the World Cup. So granted, he, that call up is massive, and he deserves it. But in terms of experience, I think they, they're lacking a lot of experience in that midfield. Um, Tuchamani granted has 14 caps. Um, obviously, the one goal. See, also a Real Madrid player. Um, Adrian Rabio is basically the most experienced midfielder that they have. Um, Veretout, um, obviously, is 29 years old, has not seen a lot of caps for France. Five caps. Um, I, I I don't know what I'm expecting of this of this midfield for France here, um, but everything everything else is 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 same is the same. Um, we we we'll have to wait and see what Benzema's health looks like. Um, although Griezmann's um, form has actually gone down a tad bit at Atleti, um, but um, it's going to be very interesting to see how how they hold up. Because Linus, I have a, I have a question for you here. Like Spain won the World Cup in 2010. Um, basically, they they went out of the they went out of the World Cup in the group stages in 2014. Um, they did not have a good tournament. Um, Germany won the World Cup in 2014. They did not have a good tournament in Russia. Um, France won won the World Cup in 2018. Uh, basically, what do you think is going to happen for them in 2022? Yeah, I think the case of Spain and Germany has to be um, well for them. It's more it's more than just a football cast that when you win when you win the world cup then you have a terrible world cup i think they had issues that their success at the time was uh, mm-hmm. was masking so mm-hmm. I, I when you talk about spain and germany um i think in later episodes then uh we'll be able to cover this better but i expect mm-hmm. this side to look if if the shams pulls out something out of his heart you know doesn't have to play how we saw France try to play, where you just want to have Kylian Mbappe uh, break the line and get on uh, through balls mm-hmm. from deep. Then I think I think they could actually stand a good chance. Nothing nothing says that this side cannot retain um, the World Cup because yeah, you look at the defense, the the goalkeeper, the goalkeeping choices. You know, yeah, they're uh, very good. Yeah, so midfield and that attack, which is you know when you're thinking of a Benzema. Having a good day, Achilles back on one side. But I'm I'm surprised. Um, uh, Kingsley Coman got a, a a call up ahead of uh, Musa Diaby, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Nothing, 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 nothing that agrees me too much. You know, I'm thinking of Nkunku, who could play that sort of Pogba role. You know, he could create. He's quite a creative player. So, yeah, they're missing some of the key players. You know, in Pogba and Kante, but uh, the players who are actually there, mm-hmm. I think, would be more um, capable of stepping up. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, yeah. I, I obviously, Nkunku, like you said, obviously can step in that role. 
but for me i think i think this squad has real zero chance of actually um basically <laughs> defending this this all cup i think i think zero chances is fair um granted um they still have Giroud who was incredible for them in 2018 mbappe as well um a lot, a lot of the squad is still here man like players like pavard are still here players like obviously theo hernandez they're still here Saliba getting a call up massive massive for him um a young player actually getting getting his deal um Varane is still there Kimpembe is still there um but I think Pogba and, and Gola, I think I think the, the, those players are too are too big of a miss you just wait and see until this um this France side actually meets the likes of Spain and Germany or like maybe an, even an England side um because teams with good midfields they'll dominate this this french side easily and i i don't think they stand a chance yeah but france aside here um let's speak about the last team man um a team that both you and i lo- love um because both you and i, I think we like um christian eriksen um he's he's back healthy he's back playing at my club um i i'm i'm over the moon um denmark are a different side that from the danish sides that 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 we've always seen before and granted they still have um some of the players that basically played really well for them in in Russia players that played really really well for them um in the euros um same player is still the captain is still in there Kasper Schmeichel is still in there granted is now playing in France not in Leicester anymore is at Nice um Kasper Dolberg basically has not developed into the player that that we thought he would be coming out of Ajax I think a few a few years ago um is now at Sevilla but these are also these are still players that always play really 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 well for for for, for Denmark as well um for me Linus I'm personally excited to see Mikel Damsgaard um obviously is at Brentford now which is which is just crazy I, for me I thought I thought he deserved to actually go to a big club after his, his heroics at, at the Euros um but looking at this danish side exactly christian Eriksen, where where are the performances coming from who is going to be the player that is going to stand out for us like michael damsgaard did in in, in during the euros you know <laughs> you've been throwing shots at lots of clubs um today so you know colin brent for not a big club uh, well we'll see <laughs> we'll see what Brentford fans have to say you know if you, if you make the premier league you're a big club right you like I mean, you're, you're you're big enough to be in the Premier League, but you're not a yeah. big club. Yeah, well, uh, we'll agree. To okay, go on, go on, go on. Go right, on. Right, so, uh, like you said, uh, so it's probably it's mostly the same team that we had at the Euros. We know how good they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen how good they've been at the um, UEFA Nations League. Actually, uh, France never got a win against them in two legs, and we're thinking then the same group now could be repeat of the same. Uh, so, whom to look at? Uh, well, Kasper Hjalmund has named a 21-side uh, squad. Uh, he has left five more players, which I think will be announced um, soon. Mm-hmm. And a player who's missing from this 21-man team is uh, Bournemouth player Philip Billing, who has been... I don't, I don't know if you've been watching Bournemouth, but he's been... Yeah, 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 he's been quite good for them. I mean, he's popping up with goals. You know, I'm not just any type of goal you know that sort of you know worldy you know as one commenter put it you know a top billing goal so mm-hmm. I, I really want to see a billing uh get his call up yeah <laughs> you know so he, i think he'll provide some some excitement he's he's, he's a tall player affected from set pieces uh good yeah. also on set pieces on each end so yeah uh but 
we've seen Christian Eriksen um, be quite um, good uh, for Man United, and I think he'll carry over um, in that form. Yeah. Expect yeah, the Euros. They'll make it out of the group and probably at the later stages. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think it's harder this this time around. Obviously, teams know um, how big of a of a of a problem they can cause. Um, obviously, getting getting to the semifinals of the Euros was massive for them. Like I can't even understand how massive that was for Denmark. And I think they take that any day. I think I think the 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 fact that they lost Christian Eriksen early during the tournament, I think that helped them to go on that run. And I like them a lot. Um, I think someone like Joachim Mele. Um, the defender plays in in Atlanta now. Um, I think I think th- th- these are players just that just like you know they are going to turn up for the inter- for the international side. Um, you, you like them a lot. Um, but like players like Andreas Christensen, obviously leaving Chelsea for Barcelona, obviously gets another call up. Um, Pierre Emil Hoiberg, you have that experience in midfield, obviously with, to, um, combined with Christian Eriksen as well. Um, and obviously you have experience in the, in the front line with Martin Braithwaite. I think he also plays really 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 well for for Denmark as well. Um, but kudos to you, man, for pronouncing the name of the manager, Linus, um, because the, the Danish names are, are also tough, man. Kasper Hillman, I think that's kudos to you, man. Nah, I mean, this is no. <laughs> well, it's no Ojek <laughs> Chisesny. I, I mean, oh, God. <laughs> oh, Polish, Polish people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, we, yeah, we love, we love Denmark on the third world perspective, man. Like we, um, basically, we love Denmark. We love Christian Eriksen. I think this, basically, what, what they demonstrated during the Euros, um, basically, uh, they were a revelation, basically, for most people, man. And obviously, we, we love them. We hope they, we hope they have a good tournament. And basically, I hope for me in this group, I'm hoping Denmark and Tunisia, man, because obviously, Linus, we're rounding up these groups. For me, I'm hoping Denmark and Tunisia, man. Like those, those, those are my two teams from from Group D. I'm thinking you, you, you're loving France and Australia here. Nah, nah, nah. I, I'll, I'll actually. Well, I do want France to. Good <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the, the then the chance as you know more time as as a manager, right? Uh-huh. And actually, do want you know, but then if they don't, then the champ has to leave, and then someone else has to come in. So I want Tunisia to make it. Right. I actually do want Tunisia. So I think I think for me, I'm stuck with Tunisia. Tunisia, and then whoever whoever takes second place. Okay, 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 okay. I agree. So so um, regarding the champs and 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 the French job, um, would you like Zidane over him? Would you th- would you like Z- Zizou to get a job? Um. Well. He knows how because to be the winner. So, yeah, we know he wants it. We know he wants the job. Yeah, he he's a good candidate for the job. I think yeah. he can make most out of this uh, young side that's coming up. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed, agreed. Um, for me, I like, I, I like, I, I like, I like. I, for me, I don't care about the big teams like uh, France, England. I, I really don't care about those sides. But I love Denmark and Tunisia here in Group C. Uh, obviously, I, I, I know Argentina will get out of the group, but I don't like them to get out of the group. I think I'll go Poland and Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> obviously, where, where are you going? <laughs> oh, you wish. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the Rebel will probably finish last, but like I like I like those two teams. I think I think for this it will be Argentina Poland. And Mexico yeah. have enough problems, have more problems than 
you think of Poland, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mexico, Mexico are a good side, man. I like they obviously they're, they're tough. We spoke about them um, last week. Uh, basically, speaking about the North Americans and North American teams. Um, yeah, that 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 episode should be out now by the time you guys hear this. Um, group B, um, obviously England in there, Iran in there, USA and Wales, man. Like I, I don't care about Wales. I don't care about England. Um, hopefully, USA and Iran, man, pull a surprise. Well. <sighs> I also know England to make it out of the group, so mm-hmm. I'd have to say, do I? Yeah, the US is quite. I saw. I saw the the, the team they called up, so that is quite um exciting youngsters. So I think I think I'd want to watch more of them. And of course, well, it's because it's Gareth Bale, right? The more the more he plays in this tournament, the more you think <laughs> he'll terrorize defenses. Yeah, and also like the more he plays, the better for the MLS as well. Yeah. <laughs> And um, in Group A, obviously Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, the Netherlands. Um, for me, I'm going to go here with Senegal and Ecuador, man. Like, um, I think Ecuador are underrated. I think they're a good side. And obviously, Senegal are the African champs, man. Hopefully, they get out of the group, man. The Netherlands have problems of their own. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is actually a hard group. So, I yeah, think I'll, I'll save my prediction for this one. This one could go either way. But you yeah, expect the Netherlands to be one of those uh, teams that gets out. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I, I expect the Netherlands to get out of out of the group. But just for me, I'll just be I'll be cheering Ecuador and, and Senegal. Hopefully, Ecuador gets three points against Qatar on the on the first game of the tournament, and Senegal get a get a result against the Netherlands. And then from there, the Netherlands start panicking, man, because that's that's basically the first the first game sets the tone. Um, but that that has been the, the the half of the European teams participating at Qatar 2022. Um, we know this has been a long episode. If you got to hear, man, shout out to you, man. Thank you for listening to the Third World Perspective, man. Linus is always here. Um, obviously, he's a, he's a very good guy. Um, on here, um, basically, with us covering the the, the World Cup. Um, basically, we'll try to get a guest um, for the for the for next week, uh, speaking about the other half of of, of the teams, um, basically playing in new um, in Europe as well. Um, the podcast um, basically you can follow us on Twitter at Third World Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Three RD World Perspective. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. We're trying to get these audio episodes on there really soon. Linus, what are your socials? To be confirmed. <laughs> TBC, TBC. <laughs> yeah, you guys, uh, you, you guys, you guys. Um, basically, um, shout me out on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. Shout me out on Instagram at Pablo Iconero as well. And um, thank you for listening to the Third World Perspective. We'll see you guys in the next one.